You are now listening to the Life and Football Podcast. Check out the new website, lifeandfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeandfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life and football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life and football. It's life and football. We are life and football. Welcome to the Life and Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this your coach, Colin Moore. You know we love life and enjoying football. Top-notch coaches all around the world. Top, top-notch coaches all around the world. Today, we got Mike Williams on who? Mike Williams, the head coach for Robinson High School. And let me tell you something, man. He was a first-round draft pick, a big-time baller coming out of the state of Florida, one of the top recruits. Coming out of Forest Football, he went to USC. <laughs> he went from the state of Florida to USC, wearing that number one jersey. And dog, let me tell you something. <laughs> he was a bowler. And see, this was so important now because he get to come back and share his journey and share his message. Now, not only he a head coach right now, he's somebody who's serving the community, helping these young guys to live their dream. Cause he lived his and that's something we all dream about. Want to go D1. Want to go to the NFL. But at the same time, sometimes God may not have that for you. But he was able to be blessed to do that. He achieved high heights. And, man, he was one of the – not just coming out of high school, one of the best um, football players, but he was one of the best ball players coming out when he left USC as well. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Coach? Hey, Simo, Mike. Appreciate y'all. I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's a blessing to have you on, Coach. Now, I got to get it. I got to get it for all the boys who who really want to know because I think you my class, O2. Yes, sir. So I want to know because at the time you came out and we came out, all the state of Florida schools was booming. I'm talking about booming. You got And you could pick who you wanted to pick. So how did USC come to Tampa and take you away from the big three at the time, Florida State, Florida, and Miami? Like, how they pulled that out? And then even pull you away from, let's say, a Georgia, because you would have easily fit over there at Georgia, too. That's funny, man. Um, I think going back way back then is it, similar to how I live my life now. Mm-hmm. And life is about relationships. Right. And um, USC happened because of a relationship. Um, Lane Kiffin, who's the head coach at Ole Miss now, um, his brother-in-law is my quarterback and, um, at Plant. So he just came out there one weekend while we was throwing. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't really care um, like that because he didn't have on a, 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 college, a college shirt or mm-hmm. like that. So um, he's watching us throw and all that. And, and then later on he says, hey, I'm the coach from USC. I was like, I don't care nothing about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> You know, I knew the history of football, but USC won nothing. Right. You know, I, I mean, nothing. Like, they was they was four or five wins a year, maybe. Yeah. So nobody was checking for them. And then, um, you know, the relationships just started building. Mm-hmm. He, um, he was coming around. He was calling me. 
And then, you know, that just kind of happened. Like and that. it took off. But um, it really was a business decision. Um, you know, I was, I probably wasn't even, what, I wasn't top 50, mm-hmm. maybe, going into my senior year mm-hmm. as a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, just because, and even now to this day, Hillsborough County, for whatever reason, don't get a lot of respect right. on, on the state landscape. Mm-hmm. People people like down south. They like the panhandle. Uh, hell, sometimes they even like, um, we ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, Hillsborough County always had to fight for respect. Right. So uh, Ryan Moore, Deshaun Platt, all these dudes that was big-time ballers. Right. They was, they was from bigger areas. They was getting a lot more pub. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was just kind of like in the shadows. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I wasn't highly coveted with the Florida schools. Right. So I wanted to go somewhere I was wanted that also had a plan for for my life. And um, when I sat down with Coach Chow, he was the first coach that was like, hey, we're going to use you like this. We're going to go 82 stem. We're going to run this. Hey, when we do this, when they do da 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 he had a pad. He was breaking that. He was breaking it down. Right. His other coaches was coming there. Hey, you a tall guy. You know, We're going to throw your jump balls. We're going to do all that. And I'm yeah. like, that ain't even my game. Like, if you look at my high school film, I might have had one – I might have had one high point ball on the on the whole highlight, so that yeah. wasn't even my game. So um, I just went to I just went to USC because Coach Child he laid it out like he had a real vision for how he was going to use me. Right. Instead of just um, you know going to and that's how I coach my kids now. I don't go chase them shiny labels just because mm-hmm. they're a ranked team and and you see them you know go to the school that's going to really fit you. So right. I knew I knew you know you know guy had his plan, but I knew I had a chance to succeed at SC just because of. I signed up for how they was gonna use me more than, more than just like the flash and the logo. Right, right. You, hey, you picked a major decision because to me on the outside, I know. To me, I remember it like yesterday. So I don't know how you remember it, but that catch you made that pretty much, man. It was like you had the back of the end zone and said, "Boy, give me that ball. Y'all can't guard me. Give me the ball at all times. I got this." But from going to USC and going to the league, like when did you know that you actually wanted to be a coach? Like when did that come to you, man? Because you handling mm-hmm. business here and here man, before. You know, I always wanted to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an article I got saved that said uh, when I was like nine years old mm-hmm. and they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said I wanted to be a history teacher and a high school football coach. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So, so I always knew I wanted to coach. And it go back to my first youth league coach, Buddy Rogers, um, TBYFL, RIP mm-hmm. Buddy. Um, he was the first coach I had that like really poured into me and like made me feel more than what I what I was coming from West Tampa. And I grew up in a foster home and all that. So um, he was the first dude I got around, and I, and I just appreciated how he made me feel about myself. So right. I was like, damn, when I get older, like, that's why I want to be the young dudes. So, so um, you know, you go play football, you make this money, and do all that, but. You know, these last 11 years of coaching, mm-hmm. really went, I've been living my dream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I'm happy with that. Man, this is so special because, listen what he said now. He said this, and see, I like when people speak things into existence. And he pretty much did that at nine years old without even thinking about it. Boom, just said it. And here it is today. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember... When I first heard about Mike Williams, it was a long time ago. And um, I was getting ready to go to junior college. And my my roommate at the time, his name was Janario. And uh, I can't remember, I think it was Janario Jenkins. I can't remember his last name. But he was from Tampa. He kept talking about Mike Williams, man. 
and so he was talk, we were talking on the phone during the summer before I went, before we went to junior college. He was like, man, Mike Williams, man, he gonna tear it up at USC. <laughs> and you know, you do you know him? You familiar with Genario or Genario? Genario. Yeah. Short caramel. Yeah, right, yep. right. That's right. the <laughs> right. He went to Juco with us, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, and he, and man, he was bigging up Mike. And, and so, this was early, y'all. I'm talking about early in the game. So, I'm like, man, and sure enough, turn around, he went line. Mike Williams was tearing up the scene at USC. And he, back then, he would call me and just be like, I told you he ain't hang up the phone. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, like, give me your, your insight for us when you knew, like, Cause I, I let me let me give y'all a short example, short story. I played at Alabama State, so when we played Troy, my junior year, and I'm on the field, I'm making plays, bad nine passes, and at one point during the game, I was like, man, I could play in the NFL. I don't know why, but I was just balling so good. I just <laughs> thought that to myself, like, man, I could play in the NFL. This kind of easy to me. So at what point you thought, like, man, you know what? I can't be stopped. Like, I can go to the NFL or what? Like, what point you knew you were that guy? Man, um... That boy finna say Lil' League. No, no. I'm gonna be real with you. Um, <laughs> no, probably towards the end of my freshman year in college. Mm -hmm. um, and mainly because Kiff had set me down. And he was like, yo, like, you over a thousand yards. And he started naming the corners I went against. Roderick Hood. Whether all these guys, um, Terrence Newman, um, you know, Carlos Rogers, yeah, you know what I'm saying uh, first round, you know, boys. Brandon Browner, uh, Namdi Asamoah, um, you know, yeah, you went to Cal, Namdi went to Cal, yeah. I know so, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So my my freshman year, I do like 1,200 yards or whatever, and about six or seven of the guys that I went against went all, first round. all draft, no, they all got drafted, but about mm. four of them overall was like first round guys. So, and the only dude I had a bad game against was T. New. And it wasn't that he was on me. I was just dropping the ball. Yeah. Like, you know, because I remember that matchup like it was yesterday. I heard about Terrence Newman the whole year. Yeah. He a dog. He going to be the first corner. Did it. And that was the first time I stepped on my nuts. Um, where I was just so hyped about a matchup that I went out there. I beat him. Dropped the ball. I beat him. Dropped the ball. National TV. They got Darren Sproles. The whole thing. We losing overtime. It was a, it was a big deal there. But, um. Just who I was going against my my first year, uh, Marcus Trufant, uh, you know, yeah. at, at Washington State, mm -hmm. he go first round. So who I was going against and what I was doing, Kip was the first one. I was like, hey, like man, like like you home, yeah, like, you know. And then I was Pac-10 freshman of the year. I was uh, uh, freshman All American, and then all that started rolling. Then I kind of kind of was like, okay, I like, can do it. You know, okay, like and then that next year when I when I when I really it was it was a little that, that next year came so easy to me. Um, it came. It just came so easy to me. Dominate. And, um, and that's when I was kind of like, yes, I can get to the show. But it wasn't until I actually got out there mm -hmm. and then somebody turned on that like, no, who? Like, the dudes you the dudes you doing numbers against, like, these is dudes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like three, four years. It was like older dudes. So, you know, that kind of that kind of woke me up. But um, I think coming from Tampa and just never being like a top-name dude and a big-name dude, I never kind of jumped on that. Yeah. And I think coming to L.A., I came with a different kind of hunger because I wasn't one of them. I was a three-star, right. three-star dude. and You know, we had the number one player in the country for back-to-back -back years. And so 
we I had dudes in my class that I had read about in the magazines all the way in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Um, Darnell Bean, Winston Justice. Um, yeah. You know, you're talking about dudes that's, you know, first round dudes mm-hmm. and went, went first round in their own right. So yeah. um, it wasn't easy in that regard going out there knowing that, like, damn, you the three star. He a four star. He a five star. He a five star. He number two rank. He did it, did it, did Right. So um, it took a different type of grind um, at the time. So it worked out. You showed bald on him. <laughs> yeah, he did. Now I want to hear a little bit about how it was for you growing up, like, and like your family. Who helped you to become the person that you are today? Um, see, my grandma Gertrude, she uh, she adopted me and my sisters when she was like 63 years old out of foster home. So I grew up in a foster home until an assassin. Um, that's pretty much all I know. And uh, we you know we got adopted when I was four. My grandma Gertrude just kind of, you know, she kind of put everything in my heart and between my ears. And you know, I'm still that to this day. I'm still yes sir, no ma'am. Yeah. You know, I'm still you know kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's it served me well in the sense of. Who I am socially, you know, I don't, you know, I, I take pride. You know, all the football stuff is worth that, but I take pride that, you know, I ain't been arrested. I don't, right. I don't, you know, I don't hit women. I don't, yep. you know, it's, 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 it's other things as a man that you can hang your hat on. Yes, sir. You know what I'm so, uh, I, I always, always champion her. You know, how how I feel about women and you know the respect I show and all that is it's a, it's indicative of her. So, right. you know, I was raised by an older black woman from you know, Alabama. Yeah. You know so. Um, God bless. So. Yeah, and um, and see y'all, y'all heard that message he just gave. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. That stuff go with you a long way, man. Not going to jail, not hitting Ooh. women. And see, and see, he putting out some good information. And look, y'all, he a mentor to young men today. And and that's what's so special about when you get people who done walked it, and they ain't just talking it. You know what I'm saying? So that's real special that he that guy who gonna. Make sure things happen for his players too, cause he didn't did everything, you know, that they trying to do as well. And I remember when, you know, just him by him at USC, and then they end up having a linebacker they got from the Florida last name Rivers, Keith, Keith Rivers. Still, yeah, we still friends to this day. Yeah, you know, I, he ended up I, I going over there. Yep. So it was like, my good, like, cause I was kind of like Simo at that point. Um. Like what? What's really going on at USC? And now this become the time when USC started taking over. Where you was like, ooh, then then you know the Reggie Bush man. Like that's when they they start building the almost. Pete Carroll was your coach. Yes, sir. That's he was in his second. He was in his going into his second year. Yeah. USC was USC was six and six, and they had lost in the Vegas Bowl. I think the only thing they did was kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. They, had <laughs> lost, they had lost to Utah. Um, yeah. And I still, everyone was like, man, why are you going there? Like, they sorry. Like, but like I said, I knew the history. And I, you know, I knew the f- history of college football. And I knew what kind of school it was as far as who that came up out of there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they want no, they want no turning me off of it. Yeah. And in LA, LA is just, LA is just its own, it's just, <laughs> it's its own thing in itself. So, Come on, Mike, talk um, to us about that, man. How was it in LA, you know, for all the boys from Tampa? I know they they, they call you a country boy and all that. How yeah, was it going um, to USC and, and another boy went from um, yeah Mike Ross. He was my roommate. Mike in St. Pete Catholic. Mm-hmm. Mike Ross came from St. Pete Catholic. Um, I think it started with Coach Carroll. Um, and for me, I'm, I still live this way. Mm-hmm. It's all about the people. Yeah, like you know, everybody want to talk about Coach Mike and and Wharton and how Wharton doing. Yeah, that's yeah. all good and great. But it's some other ten coaches. Right. You know what I'm saying it's them. It's some team moms. It's right. Them, it's some people that's helping out. People mm. think it's the head guy that's 
Like, yeah, you, the, you you wear the captain hat and all that, but it's all them other people. Right. And coaching-wise, um, that's why it's easy for me to fire coaches or if they're not who I think they are. And it's, I like to stay with the same coaches because it's genuinely about the people. And I think mm-hmm. Coach Carroll was the first person that turned me on to that. Like, you can be a good head coach, but you just, you only as valuable as your assistants. See, people don't understand Nick Holt was a head coach. Coach Burns was a head coach. Ed Ogeron was a head coach. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, head yeah. coach at University of Texas. Yeah. Lane Kiffin, head coach yeah. at Ole Miss. And, and so on and so on and right. so on. So you got all these knowledge and all these decent people under one roof because as a head coach, you can't expect 60-something and then college, 100-something kids, uh, young men, all going to be motivated by your voice. Right. And they all going to respond to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I may, they may respect me. You know, you may see more be able to get across a kid a little different than me. Right. You know what I'm saying? You may be able to get across a kid a little different than me. That don't mean I ain't got no respect. That don't mean none of that. It just yeah. means that you got to be able to make sure you got people who also can build your kids up and motivate them and do all that. So yeah. um, that was the first thing um, that I took from Pete was uh, it's about the people, man. And um, SC, he didn't have to he didn't have to win a recruit. Mm-hmm. Coach Ogeron could get a kid. You know, Coach Kiffin could get a kid. You know, yeah. sorry, like it, we, it was more than one person that can reel that big fish in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we was all over the place. Florida, this place, Texas, yada, yada, because you had different ambassadors of the program who was standalone entities in their own right. And, you know, so now nobody was safe. Right. And <laughs> I don't want to say that, but it's kind of similar when I got back to Tampa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Turn around, turn turn, turn program into a winner. Yeah. And now it's hate from every direction. Right. People feel like their kids ain't safe. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't nobody, not, everybody got no problem with Mike Williams. Right. They care less about me. Like, yeah. who am I? Nobody care about that. It's right. like, damn. It's something, it's another game in town that can get these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, it, you know, so ain't nothing ever personal to me. Right. It's more so just the competition of, mm-hmm. of collecting talent. And, you know, me being at Wharton, people was like, damn, how, how Wharton getting kids? All right, right, like, right. How is Tech? How is Armwood? How is these schools right. losing to, to Wharton? Right. Yeah. I learned a little something about yeah, you know, yeah, how, I learned a little something about relationships mm-hmm. and how to get people together and all that. So, um, and that's been for good or worse uh, moving forward <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> down here in the city. So. Hey, you know what? We're gonna be out there to see you. We're gonna oh, be yeah, out there to see strong. you. We're gonna be on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on ten about Robinson, man. Yeah, I'm on ten. Um, everybody want to get into. Oh, why you leave? Why you? You know, it was just, it was just time. Yeah, said it was just time to do something. Mm-hmm. It's time to switch it up. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna be out there. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna be gonna, right we there. Gonna so it. It. No, we gonna do it. We gonna do it. We gonna do it. We gonna do it. So I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. We got some good kids. Um, quarterback, quarterback out of his mind. Out of his mind. Balling. Two years from now, he'll be the best. He'll be one of the best kids in the county. So, um, Y'all heard it first. Twenty yeah. uh-huh. four sports. Hey, don't worry about it. He didn't already gave you one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah. And see, and, and see when you when you were talking about USC. Back then, for the younger people, now we got to break it down for y'all. Y'all see Alabama as the big dog now. But then at that point, just that quick, USC had turned into the big dog. Well, it had me even looking at them like, oh, that, that, the, the uniform, for some reason, when you win, and your uniform look better. The helmet shine brighter. And I don't know what it is. Is, is it just the element or what? But like, it's the what? winning. It's the it's winning. The win. yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, okay, it's okay. Because it's almost like they in a souped-up car and everybody else riding in the Corolla. No disrespect to the people riding Corolla, but 
just for you, Mike, coming out of USC, going into the NFL, it's like you was almost in the NFL, like the way USC was looked at, and then you go to this space, this space where it's supposed to be a bright spot. But like, how was that for you leaving USC and going to the NFL? Did you know you were gonna get drafted first round? And then when you got there, was the NFL like what you thought it was? Man, I, um, you know, you know, I sat out that year. I had to sit out a year because uh, they with the draft rule, they had changed the draft where younger guys could go. And then I declared, and then they changed the rule back right. for dudes that couldn't go. <clears throat> and they was like, man, you know, you don't need to sit out a year. You, know, you can you just, and Clorette uh, almost yeah, kind of did it, you, yeah. Uh, you ain't got to sit out a year. You can appeal. You know, they'll probably sit you about four or five games. You know, you can finish the season. You had to train and, uh, all year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, I was, I'm, like, I'm good, you know, because we practice hard. That's what people don't understand. Like, USC, it's, it's a war. Yeah, you know, Monday through Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday. Yeah, I'm talking about the dude on the other side of you is trying to whoop your ass. Yeah, and it's a dude that's right there waiting for you to mess up so he can jump in there and not get your spot back. Yeah, so competition. It was you know we couldn't wait to get to Saturday. Like we want we want to get some some other people. Like, yeah, we was tired. Of you, you, <laughs> you know you couldn't get you couldn't get over on your own teammates. Right. So by the time we got to Saturday, it was like, I'm get to oh it. y'all sorry as yeah, hell. Yeah. Like, you know, because we, we you know we were so competitive. Um, yeah, you know during the week, and uh, it just, um, I just I feel like when I went to the league, I learned a lot about me. Um, some people motivated by money, and I think in the NFL, if you're not motivated by money, um. That's a. It can be a deterrent. Mm -hmm. it, it could it could slow you down. And I genuinely felt like why I didn't do as well as maybe I should have is because I wasn't motivated to make a lot. I wasn't motivated by the money. Right. I signed ten million. Um, my signing bonus was ten million. Dang. So you know. Um, <laughs> they gave you the bank right out you the know, gate. Yeah, dudes trying. They trying to find you. Like, hey, we gonna find you five thousand. I'm looking at them like, I got ten million. Bro, like, I already got more money than yeah. I ever thought I was gonna get. Right. You know what I mean? And I think my issue as a young dude was I didn't want to be there, mm. and I didn't understand the business part of mm. you gotta fake it till you make it. Like, even though you don't want to be in this place, you gotta be a pro. You gotta be a professional. Right. You gotta show up every day. I'm coming off a year off. I had already set off a year off. You know. I got this GM, he's saying like boy and shit like that when he's talking to me. So yeah. you know, me and Midland, like, we never got along. Yeah. Martin Mayhew, the Bucks player, uh -huh. who's now the GM for the Washington Red or Washington Danny Reds, Yeah. The Commanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the assistant GM in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So if it weren't for Martin, I probably would have been 10, 15 minutes up there. I would have yeah. been gone. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You know, but Martin, he took me under he took me under. He's like, hey man, you know, he he kinda he kinda Got it. Turned down that West Tampa. Yeah. Turned down all that because I always felt like I had, because I had grew up um, at Plant and I was around white folks and I had, you know, the white adopted people that I was mm -hmm. around and that was kind of prevalent. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit of me that I always felt like people was trying me because of that. Right, right, right. Like, because, you know, they, you know, yeah. I don't want to say, I don't want to say it, but it was kind of like, oh, that's, you got white parents. Like, right. He, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. So exactly. exactly. It, was, it was, yeah. I went about it the wrong way as far mm -hmm. as like me just trying to like nah like I ain't know that like right. you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> so, right 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 um, but then I kind of understood the business of it and then Mike Marks 
uh, from the Rams, mm-hmm. he came the, the second year. He brought me in his office. He was like, hey, man, I'm just going to be honest with you. There ain't no light at the end of the tunnel for you. I'm Dang. like, what? He's like, yeah. And if you do see some light, it's a train. And I was like, damn. And it ran you over. I'm like, damn, white man, for real. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he out there told me off the rip, going to yeah. my second year, I don't want nothing to do with you. You know what I mean? Like That's tough. You know, I don't want nothing to do with you, whatever. Rob Marinelli, the uh, Bucks D-line coach mm. for a while, he was the head coach. Right. I go to Rod, like, hey, what's up? Hey, look, you got to deal with it. God, You got to deal with it. So yeah. That was like my, Coach Marks presented that first situation of like, really, like, sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 bitch, ain't nobody coming to save you. Right. Like, you know, what you going to do? Right. And uh, Dre Bly, who just went back to uh, Detroit, Detroit. As, a D, mm-hmm. as a DB coach from yep. North Carolina. Blizz pulled me aside. He used to call me Young Millie. He was like, hey, Young Millie, check this out. How you going to win? It's just dominate. He was like, you got a year fighting them. You ain't did nothing. What you got to show for it? You've been right. fighting them for a whole year. What you got to show for it? Half right. the time, you're inactive. Um, so he was like, man, I'm going to challenge you. Just come out here and whoop us every day. And I was like, damn, all right. Yeah. And I did that every day. Because um, they was putting me through it, man. They was putting me through it. I would do all the team reps, and then they'll turn around, and i do all the scout team reps. Ooh, you was getting work, yeah, boy. Yeah, I was getting work. So, I, and, and they'll make me the man. Yeah, exactly. Are <laughs> you know, we playing at Cardinals this week? Oh, yeah. you at 11. You Larry Fitzgerald. It's coming to yeah. you every time. Yeah. We're playing at Texans. Oh, you Andre Johnson. It's yeah. coming to you every time. Are we playing someone's? We playing, oh, you Jason, whoever it was, whoever the guy was. You was out there just getting volume, it to him. Just volume. Yeah. Just volume, just volume. And sure enough, it made me. I got better. I was right. in better shape. Just killing them, killing them, right. killing them. And then finally, I started getting active and I was leading the team and receiving. Mm. Leading the team and receiving. End of the season, I'm like, I got to go. Yeah. Like, I felt good. I knew I was a good player, but I was like, I don't want to show that here. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> got to get up out of there. I got to get up out of here. Then Kiffin, he got the Raiders job. He got the head coach job for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. He called me like, hey. Let's get, get it. I'm going to get you out of there. Yeah. You and McCown, I'm going to get you and Josh McCown. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and he, the whole time, he telling me, I want Calvin Johnson. I want Calvin Johnson. I want Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Bring Calvin to Oakland. Like, you're gonna get rid of some of this money on the books. Yeah. Keep Ronald Curry, get rid of a couple right. other guys. Like, boom, we got action. Yeah. Man, I get to Oakland and it just don't. None, don't of, that work. Shit, none of that shit work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, Al Davis is does not want Kiff to take Calvin Johnson. Oh, okay. At all. He's standing on the table. I want Jamarcus Russell. And boy, y'all two boys were a bald out there. I want Jamarcus Russell. So he threw the program mm-hmm. underground. Yeah, so uh, and then we end up taking Jamarcus. You know how that went. The Lions draft Calvin Johnson. Who do you think Calvin Johnson scores his first NFL touchdown? On the Raiders. Oh, at, my God. At Oakland, the Oakland Raiders, yeah. Detroit, flying through the air like MJ. Catch that. Kiff look at me like. Yeah, y'all have <laughs> been killing it out there, yeah. So the league is, a, um, I say all that to say, like, Business. It's relationships, it's business, it's adversity, um, and it really is a mentality of, man, nobody coming to save you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nobody coming to save you. See, Mo and Mike, yeah, we all buddy, 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 buddy. But when it's one spot. <laughs> Somebody got to get when it, it. When it's one spot. Yeah. Hey, you're going to get in that room. And yeah. Coach going to ask a question. Yeah. I'm going to look around for the answer. Y'all going to look at the ceiling. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a competitive environment that just mm-hmm. it just ain't for the weak. 
Right. Um, I think for me as a coach, that is where my coaching is. Mm-hmm. My coaching is not for the X's and O's part of it, mm-hmm. like, or your talent. My my coaching and what I try to put on my kids is being able to, being able to be tough during the tough times. Right. Because you're going to have the tough times. Right. Whether you're trying to make a team, whether you're trying to be the guy for a spot, mm-hmm. whether you're just trying to interview for a job at Tico or T-Mobile mm-hmm. or somewhere. Like, yeah. You're going to have these tough spots. You're going to have this adversity. And I think for young dudes nowadays that live in the instant world, you know, this social media that, you know, um, Amazon delivered the next day. You know, Prime, all this, they want the instant gratitude that even the parents are subconsciously um, on the same thing. And I right. see them, they they try to hide their kid from adversity. Mm-hmm. They see a coach or somebody putting their kid through something, and then let, instead of watching their kid go through that and being better for it, right. they'll just move them somewhere take else. Them to another coach, take mm-hmm. them to another you know, so for me, I try to make it more about, hey, if you who you supposed to be, the football part gonna take care of itself. Exactly. Like who you supposed to that's why I put such a premium on, on school. Mm-hmm. That's why I put such a premium on grades. You know, it's a few schools around here that beat me. But them schools can't say, you know, can't say they had thirty kids. Yeah. Three point Right. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta have the wins in, in totality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people have good football teams, some people have good football programs. Right. You know what I mean? What's your GPA is looking like? Yeah. What's your school attendance looking like? Right. You know what I'm saying? Things like that, not just what, what the Friday night result is. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing, if you walking that line the right way, the Friday night part will take care of itself. Easily. Um, so I just think that's my approach with these kids and with these parents. Mm-hmm. Let your kid go through something. You know what I'm saying? You 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 know the difference if you got a good coach, right? And you got a good person, right? You got both. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because some kids they necessarily may not need a good coach as much as they need a good person, right? You know what I'm saying? That's gonna tell them the right things and do the right mm-hmm. things. So, um, my league experience in that regard is really what I that's what I take from this. Um, I feel like I evaluate talent really well just because of my background with recruiting, and right? Doing these college camps and doing these. Four, five star rise and star camp. So right. I feel good about saying you this, you that, you yeah. not. You know what I mean? Um, but that's that's really it, man. The league, just that experience just kind of shaped me for coaching. And um, and people need to know, man. You know, these young dudes need to know. Ain't nobody coming to save you. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody coming to save you. So don't look around. You know, don't look around. You know, you gotta, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you better look forward. You know what I'm saying? You better look, look forward and get on your grind. Mm-hmm. Man, that was some great information, man. That was Mike Williams, the head coach at Robson High School, and a former first-round pick, former big-time high school athlete. He just gave y'all some game, man, some major information that I think every athlete and every young man, not even if you don't even play sports, could take. Young ladies. Y'all can take this as well. Parents need to hear this. There's some information that can give you light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes we blind it, and it's all the social media, the likes and everything. Everybody, they want the likes, L-I-K-E-S, the likes. They, that's what they want. But a lot of times, that ain't necessarily helping you. And... Mike William gave some great information from growing up to the league, you know, and he was truthful about a lot of information. And, you know, I even was thinking when I was listening to him about some of my stuff, you know, 
and he had me zoned in like I was an athlete, like I was a player. <laughs> so, you know, there's some great information, and I'm telling y'all, man, he a, he a guy that I would want to be a part of his team, not that we're recruiting for him. I'm just saying, I would want to be a part of his squad and learn this information that he putting out. But I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up. And not down, I ask you to fall to the ground. This is the Life of Football Podcast. Catch you next time. I appreciate y'all.